0: Welcome to Read, Watch, Play. I'm Justin.
1: I'm Caroline. I'm Cleo.
0: I'm James. And this week we're talking about uh, Broken Age. It's an adventure game developed by Double Fine. Uh, And correct me if I'm wrong, because I can never keep these straight, but this is the game that came out of the crazy, incredible Kickstarter. Yes. Yes. So, you know, the Double Fine Kickstarter broke all kinds of crazy records, and they made uh, an adventure game that, to me at least, feels very very much like a a modern version of something they would have made in there like monkey island prime um i don't know what about you guys
1: well uh i was actually gonna bring this up later but this is only well this is the first double fine game i've ever played uh it's not the first game coming out of tim shaver's work that i've played i also mm-hmm. it's it's the second <laughs> <laughs> I've played the secret of monkey island um but n- none of the sequels or anything so i don't really have much experience with their style i'm Mm. planning on getting grim fandango remastered during the steam summer sale so hopefully i'll get more of a sense later but as someone who hasn't doesn't really have a grasp of that i really did like this game i liked it a lot
0: yeah i guess i guess i should say i I did mean more schaefer's work as opposed to like double fine's work because most they're like their early adventure game stuff uh monkey island and uh and Grim Fandango are the things
2: that I have played.
1: Yeah, they come out of Lucas Arts, R.I.P. Yeah. Right. yeah.
2: Um, actually, I think that that's a really good thing to start on. How much? How much of this kind of group work has has everyone played?
3: Well, I've played. I've played like the first two Monkey Island games. I think um, I haven't played Grim Fandango yet, which I've been I've been meaning to do it for some time. And now that it's been remastered, I'm probably gonna play that. Um, I'm kind of like I've generally been. A big fan of adventure games overall play as a genre uh yeah how about you
0: uh i i don't know i dabbled when i was a kid uh like around i guess it was my like early teens i played some of the monkey island games mm. um and that was really it and then uh, more recently over in the last couple of years i maybe the last five years i've been Playing them consistently-ish, I played the episodic Monkey Island game that the Telltale, Telltale guys put together. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through about half of the Monkey Island Remaster. I played Grim, the Grim Fandango Remaster, and, and now this. Um, I've always like adventure games are a genre I've always really liked, but something not something that I really sought out.
3: Mm.
2: So, what about like beyond their adventure game stuff?
1: Uh, I am a fan of adventure games. I will admit most of the adventure games that I've played have come out of Humongous Entertainment. So they're of the Putt-Putt, Spy Fox variety.
2: Do you know who started Humongous Entertainment, though? No. Ron Gilbert.
1: The,
0: other,
2: the other half of... Uh, the okay. other half. Of, no way! Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that cool? They they kind of split after LucasArts kind of said, we're not going to make your games anymore. And... Tim Schaefer did Double Fine and Ron Gilbert did Humongous Entertainment.
1: Yeah, I've yeah. played Spy Fox Dry Cereal approximately 40 times, like Seven. beginning to end. Just as a kid, that was like my favorite game of all time. I thought Spy Fox was really cool and funny, and so I liked him a lot. But obviously, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, it's pretty obvious it that like he it, has right? a similar sense of humor as like Curse of Monkey Island. Yeah. Yeah. Secret of Monkey Island.
2: I'm actually in kind of a similar position when it comes to adventure games. A lot of the adventure games that I played were those like for kids adventure games. Mm-hmm. A lot of that Humongous Entertainment stuff. I played stuff like Mist. I was, mm-hmm. you know, not old enough to play Mist. Yeah, you know, I walked around the beginning of the island, and that was it. <laughs> um, but it was one of those things where, like, in hindsight, having played things like Monkey Island, realized a lot of just like, oh god, if I just played Monkey Island instead of Mist, like, how much better would that have been, right? Mm. But, um, yeah, so for that, most of the stuff from Double Fine that I've played has been stuff like uh, Iron Brigade, which has a new name now. Um, there was something else named Iron Brigade, so they had to change it. Um, things like that, things like uh, Psychonauts, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, definitely, I, I went back and I played Monkey Island during college.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and... Yeah, I have the Grib Fandango remaster. I feel like a lot of us are of a similar boat for that, where it's like, oh, yeah, really excited to play it now, <laughs> um, soon. But, yeah, so I think beyond that, it sounds like kind of a similar boat. I do like Tim Schafer's, like, they that group's work a lot. yeah. Even, you know, yeah
3: have you guys played Brutal Legend?
1: Any of no. you? Yes.
0: I, I haven't played it yet. I have it on three platforms, but yeah. I haven't played it on any of them. I'm
1: pretty sure it's in my Steam library and it is. I just It's <laughs> <laughs> like right there. Um I think though like coming from the Humongous Entertainment sort of era mm. has kind of like screwed me over for adventure games because when I'm playing them and I had so I played uh Secret of Monkey Island during college as well. Mm. Um during a class called uh, what is it Games 101, <laughs> we've had to play yeah, it yeah. during recitation and it was awesome. But like because I come from like that kids gaming era, my like shtick is to like not think at all about what yeah. I'm doing. And then when I get to a place where I don't know like how to continue moving forward, I just start combining things randomly and then testing them and clicking them on the entire screen as opposed to like thinking through. With logic, what I'm supposed to do, and I think this also comes a little bit from Zombinis. Oh yeah, that was a great. One. I just like I have a real problem with adventure games. I I just really need to think <laughs> them through more and realize not all of them are going to be Spy Fox and Freddy the Fish.
0: Well, see, but I have to do the opposite. <laughs> like there was a there was a moment, like I I went through a good third of broken age without even thinking about combining items. You didn't have to. Right? right But the like the idea that that was a thing had just like completely been removed from my brain even though it was so common in in the early uh LucasArts games mm-hmm. and and all that stuff. And then there's a a puzzle we got to where you like to to get a thing you had to like combine two other things and then use that. And I just yeah. like it it like did not occur to me that I should be combining my items. I had like completely left that behind and I was thinking of, of the puzzles on like this macro level. And like, so, I mean, you know, spending a bunch of time with the other kind of adventure games when I was older had like a detrimental effect of the opposite on me.
3: Mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of ran into the same thing where I was like somewhere in my mind, I remembered in adventure games. This is a thing you do often, but I <laughs> hadn't played like I haven't, it's not a genre I play. So like very frequently now, like I played mm-hmm. it a lot as a kid. Um, So I had like these echoes of like, this is a thing that you do occasionally, like you're probably gonna have to do this, but it wasn't like registering like strongly enough for me to actually follow through
1: on any of that.
3: Yeah, I did have to look up like how to get through a couple of puzzles throughout the game. I
1: I am unashamed to admit that the majority of my time in this game was spent with a walkthrough on my phone (laughs) right next to me. Uh, especially this the second part. Especially mm-hmm. the second Paul's part. it has got
2: a lot harder. Yeah,
1: the first part I pretty much flew through.
2: Second, Yeah, the first part's pretty straightforward. Yeah.
3: Second there, part, know. a few... I, well, we won't... Again, yeah,
2: spoiler. We'll, we'll get into yeah, the details yeah. later. But but yeah, no, I, I completely agree. That second part ramps up.
1: Yeah.
2: In just, like, the Gosh. nonsense.
1: Yeah, first part, humongous entertainment level. Six-year-old Caroline was like, I got this. <laughs> 22-year-old Caroline, turn off your brain, because six-year-old Caroline's coming back on the play. <laughs> And that was, like, totally fine. And then once part two came on, then six-year-old came was like, help, help me, help me, please help. Oh, God, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And everything went to shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, that's I think that's very much accurate. Yeah. Um, I'd say for a lot of things. This is the kind of game where it's like, you know, yes, it's more fun to, like, try to do it without a guide. But then, you know, there are those few things where you see the solution, you're just like, I wouldn't have, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think there's absolutely, you know, you give it, like, those two tries, but, yeah, don't right. have too high of a bar for looking something yeah. up. It's, the reward is going to be so much better because the reward is getting to see more of the world, right? Mm-hmm. right. And, like, talk to people and hear the dialogue. Yes. And it's it's not like, oh, yeah, like, I figured out that thing. Right. It's, cool, I did that. We're good. We can put that, you know, repackage that, move on, find this new person. Who are you? What are you going to say? Yeah. How are you going to make me laugh? I
1: okay. think that's one of, like, the, the problems with the second part is that, it does amp up the the puzzles a lot but also the first part ends on like such a cliffhanger yeah, yeah. that you just want to know more about mm. the story in the second part so you're just like fuck these puzzles like come on i just want to know what happens yeah and then like it's like the total opposite like once you are trying to get to the end like actively mm. then there are like way more obstacles just thrown in your way and you're just like it's, it's like you're, like, running through, a, like, a pool of, like, mud, and you're just, like, they just keep pouring mud into the front, and then you're just, like, swimming through mud, and you're like, God, gotta get to the end of this mud pool. And there's, like, a chocolate bar waiting for me over there. And then the first part was, like, just a normal pool, and you're yeah. like, cool, I can, like, wade and take my time, and, like, maybe I'll get some, like, cool, like, floaties to play with. So you, did you, play, <laughs> you played the
3: first half, like, the first act. Like, one note came out, yeah. and then played the second half. Yeah, I played them separately.
1: So, so that it, totally affected yeah. how I felt about did, the game. Both
3: of so. you guys do that as well? or No. Uh, uh,
0: no, I yeah, I I also, full disclosure, did not make it all the way to the end of this game. I didn't budget my time well, and then uh, crunched about half of it this morning, and, and didn't make it through the rest. Um, but, yeah, I, I had just picked it up uh, when we decided we were going to do it for this episode and i had like i had avoided it previously because a a lot of people had sort of slammed the first act when it came out for being too short and too easy and and like not doing enough especially because expectations were so high after the kickstarter um that i just kind of like i ended up putting it out of my mind kind of forgetting it had happened and then like it went on my to play eventually list and and just kind of got forgotten
2: yeah, I, I actually, I was not super interested in the game right when it came out. I figured I would, that down the line, there would be, you could get both parts together and that would be good and I'd just wait for that. Um, but actually it was recommended to me by, uh, actually a mutual friend of, of ours, uh, who turned out she had not played the game. She just thought it sounded neat and thought I should play it. <laughs> uh. um, and yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, who this is, right? who, who this
2: it was but, hack, wasn't it? Yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> But um, oh, uh, yes. went red.
3: Should we? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah well, uh,
2: um, but yes. So yeah. So I had actually bought part one on Steam because that was the only place it was available at the time, um, and then it was just kind of waiting for a chance to get around to it, waiting for a time when I was you know somewhere without other games or just had my laptop, whatever. Right. Um, and that just never really happened. Um, so when this came around and we chose it as our game for this month, um. I just ended up buying the the PlayStation 4. Um, I figured I could go through it, get trophies, have almost all of them, very excited about that. Uh, all it's left to do is getting this good time over with. I should have done that. It was good. But um, anyway, uh, but yeah, so I did have the benefit of playing both of them together. Um, just kind of got to the, I did usually kind of half an act a sitting, um, got through either Shay or Bella's half and then, Sat down, put it down, came back to it when I when I had more time. Uh, except for a lot of Act Two, got through like uh like three quarters of Act Two all in one go, and then hit like a really frustrating roadblock, and it was late, and I was just like, "Not I'm sure I'm going to bed." Hmm. But um, yeah, we can talk about that later. That one was cool, but um, yeah. So how about you?
3: Yeah, I didn't buy it until both parts were out, and after after, after we had said we were gonna do this game mm-hmm. for this uh episode and i'm really glad that i played it all in one go because i would have been cliffhangers make me feel queasy like they i don't know i like i I can appreciate cliffhangers occasionally but when it's a really long time between episodes like with like telltale games for instance and i want to like pull my hair out oh god um Which is like, at the same time, I'm always like, you have to take the time, you need to make a good game, right? Like, that's the priority. But at the same time, like, as the kind of childish player in me, I just, I really want to be able to dive right into the next thing. Like, right Mm -hmm. away. Because I get really obsessed with whatever I'm, like, consuming currently. And I want to be able to consume it all
1: at once. Yeah. Yeah. Like a media glutton. But... uh, (laughs) binge playing that's a word that probably nobody has ever used with video gaming but it's it's like relevant now because things come out in episodes and acts and parts
2: yeah everything's
0: getting every telltale game broken age life is strange
1: i know i binge played i'm gonna use this now because it's so obnoxious and i'm proud of it i don't even like (laughs) the term binge binge played
2: I would say marathoned something, or watched a large amount of media in a short amount of time.
1: I binge played. Oh. Uh, the Telltale first season of Walking Dead, yeah. I, it, I had started it when episode four came out. Mm. So I binged the first four episodes, and then I had to wait for episode five, Oof. which is the freaking worst, because as we all know, episode four in season one, something major happens to literally the main character. Yes. And then I had to wait for the fifth episode. Like a plebe. It was terrible. Anyways, that was a tangent and yeah. I apologize. Do we have <laughs> any more non spoilery things to talk about?
3: I would just say that I really liked the voice acting in this. Absolutely. Yes. I really oh, loved so, the music. Yeah. I'm a so huge good. so I'm obsessed with and like video too. game music. Oh, yeah, the art's the amazing. Yeah. yeah. Everything like that it was just refreshing. It reminded me a little bit, like the art reminded me a little bit of like when Wind Waker came out and like the art <sighs> yeah. had changed so much and it was just like really I don't know, it's just really nice when it's unusual and like a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. It was just really I like looking at it, regardless of it being a game. Everything was nice to look at. The music. I'm obsessed with like the score, um, and the vo- like the voice actors. I and mean, we have Elijah Wood. We have like Jennifer Hale, who's you know uh, Commander Shepard. So and Mass good. Effect. I mean,
0: yeah. com- uh, Jennifer Hale is like the queen of voice acting. She is like a gift to video games everywhere. She's great. I will love so everything that she is in forever, even if it mm-hmm. only means I get to hear her voice more characters. There
3: was also Pendleton Ward. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, oh my God. Amazing. So happy so about wait, that. can and, we
1: also talk about Will Wheaton? And Jack, Jack, Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black. Jack. I, Jack I love Black Jack Black so much. I love that it. he's yeah.
0: connected to Double Fine, like... <laughs>
2: Yeah, and it like, seems like Will be for the foreseeable future, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. Just he's just going to pop up in His
1: now. character is just such so a perfect good. Jack Black character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I have never laughed so much yeah. we'll as I did that. in that part.
0: We'll talk about that more later.
2: Yeah. I, will and, Wheaton's really good. Yeah, Will funny. Wheaton
1: is great playing so a character funny. that you don't expect Will Wheaton to play. No. <laughs> and it was pretty great.
0: Oh, so good. Um, I don't. I don't know Will Wheaton well enough to recognize his voice, so I had no idea that, that was him.
1: Yep, that's yeah. him. I
0: know his face only.
1: Ah, so yeah, I, news
0: to me. Grey felt... Griffin
1: is also in here, A, otherwise known as Grey DeLisle. She's in um, Avatar. Oh, cool. Avatar meaning the Last Airbender, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the movie. I know. I don't need to clarify that for the people in the room, <laughs> but for the people on the podcast, right. Grey She's
0: uh, Azula, wasn't
1: she? she? Yes. Is that the name of the evil girl?
0: Yeah, Azula's uh, sister. sister.
1: Yeah, yeah, Azula. She's also in everything apparently. I'm only just learning this now. Yeah,
0: she's she she's like As a ubiquitous uh, animate like animation uh, voice actress.
1: Yeah, Naruto. Animals say the wildest things. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: wow, she was Barbara in Batman Year One. That was such a good movie.
0: We're getting way yeah, sorry. <laughs>
2: Who was, if it's not a spoiler, who was Pendleton Warren? Gus. Oh, yeah. I knew that I had, like, seen it and saw him in the credits and looked up who he was, but I had I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Um, but Yeah. yeah.
0: Love,
1: so. love everything about this game that has to do with art and music and just the general look and feel. Oh, yeah, technically the subject is just great. Yeah, beautiful.
3: It was just, I don't, it was just really, like... A pleasant experience playing it Absolutely. like I just really enjoyed it I found it relaxing in well, well relaxing on the one hand frustrating at times but yeah. still relatively relaxing yeah. again considering the other thing I'm playing right now is Bloodborne yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: the other thing I'm playing is the Witcher so I feel you on that front
3: yeah, yeah. So I felt like I needed it spiritually and emotionally yeah. <laughs> right now. I just needed this in my life. Yeah.
1: Everything that happened in Mariloft was pretty much my favorite thing ever. I think I could have played a whole game just in Mariloft. Like, that was really fun for me.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: That, Mariloft, that actually leads into the, the only really like negative thing that I've, I've come away from my experience with this game is is that it doesn't feel as funny as... Like, I was kind of hoping it would be. Um, I And this comes off of me, like, very recently having played through about half of Grim Fandango Remastered, which, like, I have paused that game because I have spent so much time laughing. Hmm. Like, they're, and, and it's just, they're just, like, throwaway lines that, that I don't expect that catch me off guard that are just great in that game and that, like, everything is so well written. And Broken Age is funny, but the, like, it's just on like on a different level like it didn't hit me as hard and it just wasn't I don't know now it's feeling difficult to really voice it but it's yeah. just you spe- I feel like you just spend way less time with like you spend a very small amount of time with a bunch of different characters right mm. and so they're none of them are really given the opportunity to like have like crazy standout lines yeah. through like multi-layered conversations
1: yeah. all the funniest characters to me uh, probably excluding um Jack Black's character, who I won't say the name of in the right. non spoilery yeah. part of this podcast, but I think the bit characters are probably the funniest to me. There's a couple yeah. of like yarn characters yeah. in uh yeah. Shay's storyline in the, I agree That yeah. are like literally the funniest. <laughs> so the They're so great. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, all various in, in, yeah, Shay's Shay's world is pretty pretty Funny, great. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um Yeah, and that's and then i the for me it was the bit characters and then meriloff like mm-hmm. i thought a lot of the characters in meriloff were pretty entertaining yeah more so than pretty much everywhere else
2: bella's grandpa
0: oh,
1: oh yes. wait i did <laughs> like best. bella's grandpa yeah
2: he's pretty good <laughs> he was so good uh-huh. yeah and i really, also really liked will Wheaton's character i'll say this though i definitely agree though it was less funny than i was expecting I, I don't think I ever stopped smiling, Yeah. but I also laughed charming. less often than... I was even just like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. You know, it's like that Seinfeld episode. I was like, oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. You know, but I very his rarely... Scrubs, isn't
1: it? With that girl, his girlfriend who always is just like, that's funny. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Right. That was Scrubs.
2: That was Scrubs.
1: Nailed it. Yeah. Got those sitcom references on point.
2: Yeah. Oh, usually I'm better with that. I'm ashamed. <laughs> but But, yeah, like, it... It seemed a lot like that, though, where I was just like, oh, yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. You know, and I'd smile and I'd be happy about it. But I, I'm with you, though. I, was, I never just sat down and just, like, laughed at something for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except, again, maybe Bella's grandpa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, are we done with our non-spoilery talk? Uh, I would really just love to say Jack Black's character name yeah. as soon as possible. Um,
0: I think I guess we can just close out this section uh, with two quick things. One, uh, it sounds to me like everybody pretty wholeheartedly recommends this, unless you like hate fun yeah. or hate adventure games, which is actually a valid opinion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, then you should really just check this out. If if adventure games aren't your bag, this isn't going to change your mind. Uh, but
2: but you can zip through it with a walkthrough, all right. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's yeah. definitely yeah. worth experiencing in that front if. Like, for me, I'm one of those people who, like, if I if I use a walkthrough in a game like this, unless I, like, I mean, I did for a lot of the stuff I was going through because I was feeling the time crunch, but I, like, get mad at myself if I have to do it, because it's, like, the challenge of the puzzles is something that I've always really liked about adventure games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, anybody who, who even likes adventure games, even in the slightest, or if you've never played one before, definitely get Broken Age
1: It's dry. fun. It's charming. I have a huge crush on Elijah Wood. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would also say it's just
3: really well-struck. I like the structure of, like, you solve the puzzles, you go explore new space. Like, yeah. Yeah. I enjoy the way the world is, like, sectioned off, and I love every, like, kind of part of the world, like, each section of it. Yeah.
0: I also mm-hmm. love that it's told from two different perspectives. Like, yeah, that that's great. super new and super fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, if If we kind of never really said this, but the story of this game, which I'm not going to go into any kind of real detail about, but it's told from the pers- it's an inter- it's like two interconnected stories told uh, about two different characters and you control both of them at different points in time and it's really well executed and just raises the game to another level in my opinion
1: yeah
3: i think that was like one of the first ideas tim Schafer came up with when he, like one of the first things he knew he wanted to do with this game once mm-hmm. he sat down to start writing it
1: all right so uh next mm-hmm. time on this episode or at this podcast bleh,
3: keeping that in
1: (laughs) anyways uh next time on this podcast we will be talking about majora's mask specifically
3: for 3ds but also if you played it on n64 that's probably fine as well
1: yeah so uh refresh yourself if you played and you care to refresh yourself refresh yourself if you played. if you don't because i'm telling you to do it anyways play the game if you've never played it before and then come back next month we'll be talking about majora's mask and here is where you should stop listening if you haven't finished broken age stop listening that means justin to has to stop spoilers. listening justin now. stop listening
0: all right guys i'm out sorry <laughs> oh,
1: i'm <different. laughs> go anyways um so harmony lightbeard i actually said it wrong the first yeah. time i even it's harmony yeah harmony harmony harmony, harmony lightbeard freaking love that and curl so, no, i love names yeah I, love he's I, can't, I can't yeah so light that you can't even say the vowels and yeah. their names oh so freaking great i just <laughs> i thought that was so funny and like when you had to reveal that he's like actually floating on this like you know uh Tool that you need. It's like an anti-gravity. Yeah, like what it's some called. Yeah. some anti-gravity spaceshipy thing. Oh, I it's a go part all of all the... the way
0: back to Mariloff to get
3: that thing. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. oh you got you, you got to walk many a place. Uh, I, I mean, I
0: already knew I would have to go all the way back to. So
1: this one thing that I do want to say about Broken Age, having played it in separate parts, is that the first act, there's really no need to switch between the two characters mm. at yeah, any I point. Did. You can do Shay and one whole go, and then you can do. Vela and Win Go. So it doesn't really teach you the tools that you need to play Act 2 correctly. Because in Act 2, I didn't fucking realize that you needed to be playing both of them simultaneously to solve their puzzles completely. Which really fucking frustrated me. That was so painful. And, you know, um, at my work we talk a lot about like teaching habits. Hmm. And like I did, I was never taught this habit, so like that was something that needed to happen in Act One that didn't, and that that frustrated me.
0: Let's see, I think uh, one thing I want to say about that is that for me, it was a reason I was really glad I was using the walkthrough, is because I mean I played the same way, right? I played the first part, and I started as Shay, because I didn't realize, like I didn't really know if I was selecting my starting character or if I was just like starting an intro cutscene. So I just clicked where my mouse was, and it picked Shay. So I just started <laughs> playing as Shay, and I just played for played as Shay for a while, and then I like. I hit a point where I just, I did, like, two of his, like, you know, missions mm-hmm. that he has to do, and then I was like, oh, this is kind of dumb. And then I switched to Vela, and I played Vela's entire storyline and loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I finished it and, like, she has got good, like, right from where I stopped. Like, right. it was, like, I, I quit, like, at exactly oh, the part yeah. where, where oh, things yeah. get, like, broken up. Yeah. Right? Um, so, and then I got into the second part, and if I had been playing with the walkthrough, like, I started... Uh, as Bella because at this point I liked her character much more mm-hmm. and I I played through a huge chunk of her part um, up until you need the like code right to for the yarn machine yeah mm-hmm. um, I played right up until that and then I had a walkthrough to tell me it's like okay now here's the actual actual solution to the thing you need but you can't technically get it from the game except by playing Shay's part so you should really just go do that and that's what I did Mm -hmm. and and um but if I hadn't had a walkthrough to tell me that I would have like I don't know how long I would have spent wandering around that ship trying to find an answer because I would have assumed it was there
1: I will tell you it's a very long time (laughs) a very very long time that you will spend wandering around the ship
0: the other thing is that um from what I've read about the development of this game, the reason that that's kind of discordant between those two parts is because they released the first part and there was so much outcry about how short it was and about how easy it was that I that they, like from what I have, like what interviews that uh, like Tim Schafer has given and different uh, members of the team and stuff is that they put a lot of work into creating a second act that was longer with deeper puzzles and more of of the kind of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. because they were like reacting directly to their biggest fans complaining so uh like emphatically mm-hmm. about the first half. Phil,
1: so I'm sure if you have a mechanic in your game where you can switch back and forth between characters, it's probably in your plan, even when you're writing part one, to know that you're gonna have to switch to solve a puzzle at some point. Yeah. And they still didn't like ingrain that in your head in Act One when they could have.
0: I guess the only thing about that is that with like plot wise, with the way the stories are inter- interconnected, they you can't do it until after the cliffhanger.
1: Right. So yeah. then end act one a little Later. further into the story. I felt like even in act two there wasn't really like a, or just release a hint. Yeah.
3: A hint saying like, Oh, if only like yeah. in the other world like the song stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. god. Like
3: I would never I had to look that up. Like I the did. the Weaver. Yeah. And I just I feel like there was no indication that no. oh the answer to this yeah. you could find it on this other play i don't know it was just yeah i wanted like a little bit of a nudge yeah, yeah. I maybe there much, was and i just totally messed yeah. it but after i, I spent about 20
1: minutes kind of floundering around i pretty much spent all of act two with a walkthrough all of it it and was it's, just
0: difficult it was probably like some hindsight there's definitely some hindsight bias working here but i i was playing bella's part with a walkthrough already and I, ha- like, I saw that it was like, okay, now for the rest of this, you're going to need to play Shay's thing. And I was like, oh, okay. And I went and played a bunch of Shay's thing. And then there's the like conversation between uh, uh, Alex, right, was his name? I don't know yeah. what was, character uh, you're talking about. The older guy. Yeah, the, the guy, guy who, Shay, like, yeah. Alex, yeah, and, and Shay. And Alex is like, yeah, no, my ship's uh, Nav song. Or, like, Nav, like, whatever his was called. Or, like, it's it's called the Nav Song. Yeah. Because that's what, like, and he's like, no, you mean Nav Scarf? He's like, Nav Scarf, what the fuck is that? What is, like, why is your mom really, like, knitting? Right? And that, like, that's their, that jokey conversation. But that's the thing indicating it's like, oh, yeah, his ship uses a song to navigate. And his ship uses a scarf to navigate. But they probably need the same information. And it's, like, I see that that's how they were hinting at it. But it, it wasn't done in a, like a strong enough way like the conversation could have just been a little longer and it probably would have worked
3: yeah that totally went over my head like now when i think about it i'm like oh yeah but like it totally went over my head at the time
1: yeah well i was just you know not in that part when i needed to be Exactly, because you
0: you have to go back into Shea's storyline and go play up to that point to even get that information. So either you start in his Mm storyline, which might be the better way to do the second act. It is not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is only knowing
0: this chunk of it.
2: I did Vela, Shea, Shea, Vela. I did it actually kind of for the same reasons you used for the different things. I was just like, oh, I like Vela more. So let's get Shay out of the way <laughs> but also though I was like oh I like Vela' more let's get Shay out of the way but also I was like oh I like Vella more but I feel like I like a lot of the other people who I interacted with in Vela's story more yeah, I than it, I like. So. so I was like oh yeah like I'll I'll like keep hanging out with them and I'll see all that whatever but yeah no I hit the equivalent point where you need the um the wiring for the hexapal mm-hmm. slash hexagal and oh my god we just, I we ended up figuring it out because I just got frustrated. I was like, ah, you know, screw this, I'll just I'll play I'll play Bellas for a bit. I'll mm-hmm. go do something else. And then we saw the picture. And it was like, oh God, like it's that.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's just straight up how it was designed. Like instead of making hinting you feel str- awful <laughs> It's like yeah. instead of hinting strongly enough yeah. via dialogue that you might need information that is in the other half of things. Yeah. It's just that like you hit a wall that's frustrating enough that you know there's another thing that you could go play and yeah. so you just eventually stop and go play that other thing. See, yeah.
1: that wall doesn't make me want to play the other half. Makes you want to stop it playing. makes me want to stop playing. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's not an incentive for me to keep playing your game. Yeah. Like, that's just difficult.
2: I agree. That was right There were a few things like that, but that was I completely agree. The big yeah. one. Just that idea of there's something that you need that's in the other half. And on one hand it's super cool, right? But on the other hand, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's no reason
3: for you to think that. There's no,
2: no
1: nothing.
3: I didn't realize you could voluntarily switch back and forth until like midway through the first act. And I kind of, I like clicked on it. I was like, oh, what does this do? (laughs) And then suddenly I was, I like, and I was, I just, that kind of stressed me out a little bit because I was like, oh, God, like, what if something's revealed to me before I wanted to be on this other storyline? But that ended up not being a problem so much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I mean, story wise and plot wise and like, and all that, they handled it very well through. All of it that I played. Yeah. I,
1: Speaking of, let's talk about that reveal at the end of episode one. Did you guys see that coming? No. Or okay, I just I, want to check because I'm mm, blindsided. To I many was things. very.
3: I was like, and I tend to predict things like that fairly often, just because like also having gone to film school, we are like made to like search for tropes and yeah. we use them in screenplays and everything, and we just like we try to like analyze stories until they kill us, basically. <laughs> um, and that really, really surprised. I was hoping that their world would be connected right. obviously in some way but like there were so many great red herrings yeah right mm-hmm. like yeah. like alex is he shay really oh, like in the future yeah. and then the dad comes and the dad's like are you me <laughs> I know. Um, that, was, that was so good that was
1: the greatest that's <laughs> one of the times i laughed from the past <laughs> 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 okay
0: yeah that was one of the, one of the moments when i did stop playing because i was laughing so yeah hard. i totally um, forgot about that okay that was so who good. played what parts first I know I played Bella and, and you played Bella first. I did Bella first
3: then went to Shay a little bit. I
1: played Shay first well. in the first episode. Oh, well,
0: you know what? Okay.
1: The first part, first act, whatever So I called. played
0: Bella first. You, so like the reveal was the reveal for you. You didn't have like an inkling?
2: Yeah, no. Okay. I, I had no. So for me,
0: idea. I, I predicted it. I, the thing that was off to me was uh, the, the rescues. Like they were yeah. like, oh, we need to go get the, and the first time it happened, I was like, like it didn't click but the second time you had to like go and use the arm to grab like the people that you were saving and the dialogue was a little hinty at like maybe this isn't too like the wolf was seeming like super nefarious right um and and shay was kind of buying into like what if we're not rescuing these people like, mm-hmm. for like a split second and then he goes right back to believing that he's like saving people mm-hmm. um but it was like the image of seeing this arm going down and grabbing these people and, like, pulling them off of this digital screen, it, mm-hmm. it evoked the imagery of part. Uh, yeah. the yeah, the great mob, right? Mog, Mog, Mog Chathra. Chathra. Mog Chathra. What uh, a great name. Um, yeah, love um, the name. Grabbing names. the girls and, like, pulling them and dropping them into his mouth, right? Yeah. And I just, like, I saw, I had made that connection, and I was like, oh, shit, the ship is Mog Chathra, right? Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, obviously, I didn't predict the scale to which, like, like, the craziness of, like, the ship within a ship and... Right, right. And all no. of the, those goings-on. Um, and then, like, there was a point where I convinced myself otherwise... Beca- like, I, at this point, I can't remember what it was, but, like, I had... I Logic, be- probably. <laughs> like,
1: a spaceship. But yeah, it's like,
0: I believed it, but then... But I think it was just the idea that, like, after that, like, the part where you have to go and, like, fix everything. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, but I went outside the ship. Like, the ship's in space. Obviously, it's not Mok right? right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that was, like, that was the brilliant design on their part. Yeah. Uh, was that whole, like, fake system.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, But, yeah, I that I remember that moment where it kind of clicked to me that that might be the thing. And then, yeah. of course, they were smart enough to design it so that I would doubt myself. Yeah.
1: See, I played Shay first. And once that scene came up with the wolf and the rescues, quote unquote, I was just like, oh, this wolf is fucking evil. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but he is evil and I am sure of it. And um, then I got to Vela's part and like that imagery didn't connect for me because Mm -hmm. I had played the spaceship part the entire way through and I was like, this is definitely a spaceship because there's like anti-gravity and shit happening and like it's you know it's definitely in space i okay. have no I have no reason to think it's not in space, mm-hmm. and then you see Mog chakra and it is so visually different from what you think a spaceship looks like just because of like preconceived notions of science fiction and stuff like that mm-hmm. and real science
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: um that like it didn't even occur to me that a spaceship could look like a ocean monster alien yeah. thing yeah.
0: and that's i think for for me, it only... Like, I only had that moment because I, like, was able to, for a brief period of time, put out of my head the fact that it's, like, a spaceship in space. mm mm-hmm. Because, like, there was the intro missions where you have to, like, go out on the spacewalk, right? Right. In the beginning of Shay's part. Yeah. And then... I played that and not much else of Shay's part and then played all of Ella's part and then came back to Shay's part. And it was like Mm. the idea that it's in space was kind of out of my brain until I had to go back out there. And that's when, Mm -hmm. so like if I had played all of Shay's part, I'm sure I never would have even made the initial connection because I would have so firmly believed it was in space.
1: Yeah. I just loved Shay's part a lot. I clicked Shay first because as you all know, and I admitted earlier, I have a crush on Elijah Wood. (laughs) So I played Shay's part first and I just freaking love, the spaceship so much. All the yarn creatures, all the cutlery, I know we kind of briefly touched on this uh, earlier, so but like, oh man. Oh my god. Oh my god. The the god. I ship, my favorite, wait, wait, which which one's the, the like, couple? Is it the fork and the, the fork fork knife? And the spoon. fork and the spoon. Ship them. I ship it. I ship the fork and the spoon. The, 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 the fork knife, is a like, well, it's in the crepes. I know. Yeah. It's a spork. Yeah. They'll make a baby spork. <laughs> it's like uh, when Salt and Pepper in Blue's Clues oh, made yeah. a baby paprika. Yeah.
3: And then cinnamon also right, or something. It was paprika and was another it, one. Was there a second baby? I thought baby there were two babies. Blues blues?
1: <gasps> Holy shit. Maybe I'm
3: making that up. <laughs> that sounds right. <nice. laughs> I'm writing in like blues clues fan fiction right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: live or not live, whatever.
1: <laughs> no, live for us. live for us. Um, but yeah, I freaking love them so much. And the yarn people, especially the yarn people on the train part of the spaceship.
3: Especially in the second half, I felt like they're just good. Oh, um, sorry. They were like the—they just want to sit there, even though Shay's obviously not coming or he's not there, and like they're not in any danger, yeah. but they're just crying. I
1: know. I just love their like little voices. They're like, "Help! Help me! <laughs> the train!" So great. And I love the the little guys eating the ice cream too. Just, but I like, just love so how cute.
0: sarcastic they get. Yeah. At the end of Shay's part, and then like throughout when Bella's uh, in the ship, they're just like, they seem like these like dumb one-note creations of mom. Mm-hmm. Right in, in Shade's part in the beginning. And that was again my only exposure to them throughout most of my time with the first act. Um and just so so that the idea that like they were these actually like really living, breathing characters that like had real actual thoughts and weren't just like happy go lucky like androids was particularly awesome.
1: Yeah. Also, I really liked all of the, like, um, I don't really know what to call them. Those little, like, robot people. The Hexapal? Like, yeah, are, are they called Hexagals? Hexapals? Yeah. Hexapals and Hexagals. Yeah. I freaking loved them. They're adorable, yeah. especially so cute. in the second act with the yeah. instruments. Yes, oh and they my just God. dance around. When she's, like, doing the caution wave, she's just like, ding, ding, da, ding, da, ding. She's really, this, I'm dancing. You can't yeah. see it, but I'm dancing. She's just really happy and cute. I just yeah. love how cute everything is
2: before we get too far away from the yarn pals oh my god the two who try to cryogenically freeze themselves (laughs) (laughs) that was so good
0: i think my favorite part of that sequence was the the like reveal that the ice cream wasn't ice cream it was just frozen nutrition paste Mm -hmm. yeah which is just like it's the one thing where like i was willing to believe it was real ice cream because the whole point was this was like this weird giant dessert world and he had to eat them out of the avalanche like of course it's real ice cream if he like he's supposed to enjoy eating it. It's supposed to be this, like, weird, happy thing. And then it's like, no, it's that same shitty nutrition paste that he hates so much, just colored, like, ice cream.
1: God.
3: The cereal at the beginning in the first act. I went through all of them because I was like, I want to know how many cereals I can come up with. I
0: didn't the first time. The very first time I did it, I just hit okay and, like, kept going through it. And then when I went back into Shay's part after doing Mm Vela's, I I was like, oh, I should probably, and, like, did them all.
1: Yeah. Hmm. That's one thing I will say, like, with... Adventure games like you know like telltale games I'm not really inclined to like explore every possibility of everything ever but with this game I was I was like going through and I was like I'm clicking every dialogue choice making sure I cover all my bases I'm going around and talking to like every person and I'm going through all the serials because I know it's all going to be like either like silly or cute and or that maybe is
0: it, maybe one of them is gonna mean something right yeah, yeah.
1: that well, I mean that too but like that wasn't even for me <laughs> the point of it for me the point of it was just like i want to see all the cute things well, i always think of that that's after great
3: fact. my favorite thing was like presenting the tree with all the different yes. objects oh, because he's so like, the tree's probably my favorite that, character the tree is your oh,
1: favorite character he fucking frustrates the shit out of me <laughs> i fucking hate that tree i mean he's
3: really funny though
1: harmony is my favorite
3: I just like the tree jokes.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The tree. <laughs> oh my
3: god. It reminded me in like Monkey Island when yes. you have like the in, right the insult duel. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought the exact same thing. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I just hated that freaking tree. Um, I, I got stuck around that tree a lot. The so. hipster.
3: What was the hipster uh Curtis. lumberjack? Curtis. Curtis yeah. yeah. The hipster lumberjack. So so, so funny. Oh my god. So funny. But see, I was that was like
1: every person that lives in Brooklyn, excluding James. <laughs> like,
2: Justin
0: also Oh yeah, and in Brooklyn. Justin. <laughs> Justin lives in
1: Brooklyn too. Whatever.
0: Um, that's a, like the way I also play. Like, I, like having played Grim Fandango very recently, sort of reminded me of this. It's that like in games like this, like in you know Lucas Arts or or Double Fine, like adventure games they're designed so that you you talk to everybody and, and hear all the dialogue and, and that's how you catch the jokes or that's how you get meaningful information or, or whatever. And in the Telltale games, they've ingrained this like totally opposite like anxiety in me where all of my choices are going to be important mm-hmm. and I have to make the right choice or the best choice because... Clem
1: will remember that.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, fucking Clem is
1: gonna
0: <laughs> remember. And so like that has sort of like now there's these two style of adventure game that i play in like dramatically different ways because of the way they handle decision making like that's like telltale games are all about making decisions and what those decisions what effect those decisions have and this is just about solving puzzles
1: and being these fun are, and cute. these are usually fun and cute and telltale
3: games
0: usually rain on your guess like, what Rip your
1: heart to pieces. No one dies. <laughs> no one dies. Gary,
3: Gary the Grabber. Okay, okay. Oh my God. That broke oh, my heart. That was oh, it, so Rest so sad. in peace, Gary. Don't talk about that. I was like, that, that was like a harsh note to end on. Like Gary dies, and then suddenly it's like Shay and Bella finally meet. Like in when. And not like in a weird way. They met like briefly before and yeah. she but then. But she they tries got, to punch him. Yeah, and, yes, and then they get nothing. sucked away from each other again. Yeah. I kinda wish I had seen them interact like at all. I wish they had talked a little bit. Yeah. And then
0: she just got like sucked in as like like there was like like a pressure change, right, as the mouth was closing or something that like pulled her in. I don't
2: know. I don't know. Yeah. Just but it Gary just flashing the thumbs up on his little screen oh. like the
3: Terminator. Oh, <laughs> oh <good>. my god. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Things yeah. like that get to me. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's, I mean, it's nothing like dying. Like, that was, I cried. We just
3: spoiled a game. We're this not even talking about This is a spoiler. But, but for a, yeah. different, game. For, yeah, for <laughs> a different game. Fine, fine.
1: Cut it out. <laughs> okay? I'll start new if you stop laughing.
0: No, no, no. We'll just do it. This is like, and then Caroline said a spoiler for a different <laughs> game.
1: <laughs> yeah, bleep me out. All right. Just bleep me out. I'll say, a, I'll, I will
3: bleep you out. It's I'll something like the
1: end of episode Of season one of The Walking Dead. Like, that actually made me, like, sob. Oh, yeah. That was devastating. This is, like, sad on a different level. It's like, it's like hearing that a friend's dog has passed away instead of, like, experiencing a close friend or relative passing away. I think it's, like, two different levels of sad.
3: Yeah, right.
1: And this one was so cute and (laughs) charming. I know. You just can't, you just can't be sad for too long. Gary can't grab that, right? Isn't that, like...
3: yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, there's so many things. That's one of the trophies in the PS4 version where you go through and you just, you hear every reason why Gary won't grab that. And <laughs> oh, and there's a ton. They're great. Same thing. There's also one for hearing every like it's like thirty lines of dialogue
3: from the spoon. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, the spoon's great. Spoon, spoon is, is great.
1: hilarious.
3: Spoon is so characters great. you wouldn't think would even be characters.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Talking about a spoon in a video game. Yeah.
2: And the knife. That knife is so great.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my it's gosh. just a the
2: thomar knife. Well, so
0: they yeah. spent all this time like making the spoon just seem like a like a dumb, like basically just like a you know a very simple computer program mm-hmm. that's just like spitting out factoids and that's mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, again, playing Velo's part for the most part for the second half, starting it, I like the first bit of personality I really get exposed to is the knife. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
0: and it was just like holy shit, they made these utensils into characters. <laughs>
2: But it's even like little stuff too, right? Where it's some of it's like that it shifted between the acts, but it's also just like Velo's much more personal to everyone. Like you know, Shay is very upfront about like understanding that everything is like a computer, mm-hmm. which she's not always right about. But Velo, like she refers to the teleporters by name.
0: Yeah, you know, and Shay like never yeah. asked there, right? They never like, even asked. Yeah. yeah, like the idea that they would have names. I mean, admittedly, I would be the same way. Like the idea that like a like a the interface module for a teleporter would have a like a name name yeah. would be like so alien to me as a concept. Yeah.
1: Speaking of the teleporters, that also frustrated me. The head drinking, so much yeah, the that shrinking and one. the enlarging. Well, see
0: the shrinking I was able to the problem was that I didn't know to get the helmet from the trophy room or whatever it was, mm-hmm. the jump room. Like I, that didn't occur to me, so I couldn't understand like why the shrinking head was doing me any good and I knew there was no way to get to the orb room without a shrunken head. Right. At least once. Yeah. Uh, The thing for me is that the, um... The head... Like, Vela's head enlarging part is broken. Oh, is it? Yes. Because what I... I, The first time I went through Mel, right, the first... Also, they're all called Mel.
2: Yeah, it was very unclear if they were all different Because they would, like, refer to...
0: They would, like, talk to each other. That happened a couple of times, but... But they're all all, Mel. You would always refer to them as Mel. But anyway. Um when so the first time i go through and then end up in the like nexus mm-hmm. i i walked around i think i walked around for a little bit or maybe i did a return trip and then like walked my way back around mm-hmm. or something um because i wanted to get my head back to normal i remember but when i was when i knew i had to make her head bigger i went through from the that first one the, t- the like in the junk room and into the Nexus and then I tried to go through the one the other one that takes you to somewhere in the ship you can still walk around and her head just got normal. And it happened every single time way it's I did supposed that. To be, though, isn't when you it? go back. No, you're supposed to your head's supposed to get normal when you go back through the same one. But I was going through a different one, specifically. And her head would become normal every single time. I had to No, I
1: think it's different. I think it's that it's where it's not only which door you're using but also the direction you're going in affects the bigger or normal i mean i don't smaller whatever yeah because it's not it's not that one resets it's that it just goes back a size no going in one direction doesn't ever reset to normal it's always bigger or smaller
0: well her head never gets smaller except for the fact well okay her head gets back to to normal. normal um but that's the thing i just did it in reverse I went through the blue one and then out the red one, which would arguably still be too, like toward the nexus and then away from the nexus. And then it worked. Mm-hmm. Like, I I, I mean, I did the same thing just using the, the opposite doors and then it worked inexplicably. Oh, that's weird. Like yeah. that's how I was able to make, like I just had to go in by the trash chute and out to the junk room and then it worked.
3: Let's talk about, the, well, first of all, I have a question. Do you think Shay really truly forgot that his parents weren't computers? Because like,
0: do you think he was ever exposed to them as not computers?
1: Yeah, that's what I think.
3: That's because like, I felt that he must have been because then he was like, "Oh yeah, I guess I knew." I don't know. It was conf- I didn't quite get that part. That part like it
0: was kind of like a throwaway line of dialogue, right? But it was like he as he's walking away in that beginning of the second part, he's like, "Oh, I guess I always like knew that they, they were they, were, they were real." Yeah, but it's like never treated them that way. My my assumption is that like the trip started with him at such an early age that he didn't have any like solidified memories at that point, right? Like the trip started when he was maybe like three years old um, and he had very, very few memories of real parents at that point, if any, and then exclusively interacted with his parents as computers, like up through whatever age it is that he is now. So he might have very faint memories of real people that are his parents, but either like, they're not strong enough for him to for them to like supplant the idea that they're computers or um he could assume that like these computers are modeled after his parents but they're they're computers, they're not his parents, that kind of thing. Yeah.
3: I didn't understand like why because like obviously she spent like the mom mom, right? Does she have a name other than mom? No, she was just
0: the mom. Oh no, you you uh, Vela learns her name. Right? <laughs> I don't remember what it is. Hope Hope, yeah. Okay.
3: Um you learn that like I mean she well she spends so much time She's like, yeah, like doting controller. on him and like right. taking care of him but just, like, so why can't she just like step everything. out of the wor- out of that room and like talk to him in person for like five seconds
0: right oh what is like what literally was the dad actually doing anything because unlike the mom who like appeared to be looking into some kind of like camera that was projecting her face onto all the computer stuff the implication is that the dad was literally just sitting there in the son's room all the time with his head actually in some kind of glass bowl. Cause, <laughs> Which I love. Because you just, like, you pull him out of the sand, or he pulls himself out of the sand, and it's like, and he just has the like the yeah. weird computer interface on his head, and he just takes it off. Oh, I thought it's okay. like, it
2: was a space helmet. I thought that he spent all of his time, like, repairing the I mean, that's
0: the what ship. the story is, yeah, right? Yeah.
2: It's just that that, that I didn't thing
0: recognize looks exactly either. like ah. the computer interface in the kid's room.
1: Well, maybe it's the helmet is also with the camera reflecting into the computer
0: which could totally be the case yeah um but that was like that was my thing and like it was just weird to me that that like shay could go out onto the ship and not interact with his father in any way yeah
3: yeah
2: yeah that's definitely like i saying about a game which involves you know giant you know fake monsters and living like yarn animals that does seem in the weird way kind of the biggest way you have to like stretch this like that that's the thing, like biggest so, suspension of disbelief
0: right there's so like it's there's so much of this world you're willing to just accept because it's this artificial world and hmm. you're, these things are presented to you as fact and they all make sense yeah in the, like the the internal logic you have about this world yeah. but then there's something that like this that just doesn't make any sense even within your own like formed internal logic about this world and yeah it all comes crumbling down that is a Mm-mm. that is a weird thing
3: did any of you watch the like i don't remember what it was officially called like the double fine adventure documentary like it's it, several episodes of each episode's pretty long like yeah. 20 to 40 minutes i want to say i watched several of them but not the I whole thing it. i never did no. it's pretty good i've heard it's amazing yeah i recommend yeah, watching it
0: I, yeah it's on my
2: list it's all on youtube we talked about it very briefly but, oh my god that was grandpa Oh my yeah, god, right? yeah. Just oh, at the beginning. Ass. Yeah. He was like, oh yeah, that's why I hit it. <laughs> <laughs> he's just had the. Well, you did what you uh, Nothing. I don't, <laughs> exactly. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> but I don't know. I thought he was really And I really liked them bringing him back and just him as, like, I don't know. I thought he was a really good character overall. And when they bring him back and it's just like, oh, like, you know, I thought you were like a warrior. He's like, oh yeah, it's like, oh, so why are you a baker now? And he's like, well, that's what we're doing. I'm going to be the best at it. And I don't know. I love that they're. it. I love that he was really good in that, just, like, kind of, that very, like, I'm sticking with this situation, I don't care if I like it, but, I don't know, he was the one where, like, from the beginning, I feel like you got the most sense that he really, like, cared about his granddaughter, and, well, like, yeah. in a really sweet, kind of subtle way.
3: Because you kind of say, the family was, like, very, except for him, they were very willing to just be like, oh, yeah, we're going to sacrifice you to Mog Chother, it's a great honor, like, they didn't just... I don't know, I didn't sense any regret from the, them until, the, like, the, the second act. And was, I was like, this is really, like, really messed up when you think about it. Like, they are yeah. going to sacrifice her, da- their daughter to well, this monster. The way they
0: were acting about it in the beginning made it hard for me to believe that was actually... Like, I assumed that was going to be what was happening because that was what it seemed to be building toward. But the mm-hmm. way the whole family was acting about it, I was like, oh, I guess it's probably something else. And then it was that. And I'm like, wow, you guys are kind of fucked up. Like, it's like the... Like, I get feeling like it's like your duty or it's like exactly what needs to be done it's it's you it's an honor and it's it's literally a sacrifice that needs to be made and your family should feel honored for being chosen and blah blah, blah. i get like having all of those feelings within this world or like in that kind of scenario but the idea that you like don't care
3: yeah they're like like, just really cheerful about it and it's like maybe
0: they were just trying to be really cheerful about it so that like, they're in deep she denial. She would be upset, right? They're like, or they're straight yeah. up in denial, right? I guess there could be reasons for it now that I'm really thinking about it. But, but then my, the grandpa
3: is just like, you should fight. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> my initial
0: reaction the whole time is just like, wow, this is really messed
3: up.
2: Yeah.
3: Also, what was the, the old lady with the hat? She ended up being evil, but I, I kind of... I can't remember yeah, why she, like, she was evil works what she's
2: for the people behind the plague dam. Yeah. Yeah, or it was like her job to like ensure that everyone like went along with the whole like maiden's feast nonsense.
0: And I guess I'm assu- assuming that there's like one of those
3: in every town.
2: Probably. Yeah, I guess that's the implication.
3: Moral but... of the story, don't trust crazy old women with big hats. Don't yeah. trust them. Always they probably went our to our the Kentucky Derby.
2: But I'm to think, I oh, there was one puzzle that wasn't even a puzzle and like it seems like everyone had at least like one thing where it was just like god that one but for me I felt so dumb because it was such a dumb one it was when you you need to get like the missing persons poster for Vela to show to the tree in the mailbox too yeah in the mailbox I tried to interact with the mailbox before and Shay's just like well seeing as I've never contributed to the tax system like it's like like seeing as I've never paid taxes in this world Like, I don't feel comfortable taking advantage of their postal system. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Like, I like the line, whatever. But it wouldn't let me open the mailbox. Like, I don't know what the trigger is to be able to open that mailbox. But that's why I just had no idea, like, what I was supposed to show the tree to get it to throw up again.
3: Yeah, because you can't do it at first, because I just, I got into the habit of showing the tree everything, because I thought it was funny. Yeah. And so that was, like, I found out a lot. I think I solved a lot of puzzles just by showing the tree things, because I was like, make me laugh, tree. Exactly.
1: I was the opposite, because I, like, avoided the tree at all costs. I was like, please don't let this puzzle be revolved around this tree. Guess what? It was. (laughs) for yeah, me not right. i just
0: didn't like i liked the tree but i didn't really ass- the only i showed him two things in the time that i spent with the game and i didn't get to any of the stuff with him in shay's part of act two um but i showed him the driftwood and he's like well i mean that's kind of sad but you know it happens it Died naturally yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then i like made the stool i had him make the stool and i came back and i showed it. he's like oh god <laughs> and that was it i like did not interact with
3: the tree mm-hmm. again Tree is pretty hilarious. Yeah, his
2: stuff in Act 2 gets much more complicated. Mm-hmm. But again, like, it wasn't even the tree that I had a hard time with. I just didn't know to look in the mailbox again after some like invisible point. And that was, like, super frustrating. I feel like, like that was end. my biggest one. Well,
0: because yeah, that's also just, like, a weird inconsistency with adventure games in general, the way we know them. It's, like, if there's a thing, an item you're supposed to get that you get by interacting with a thing, generally, as soon as you can interact with that thing, you can get the item. Right. So the fact that there's, there is some invisible trigger where, like, unless there's a plot point where, like, the missing pers- person posters go out at a yeah. certain point, which I guess might be the case. There must be. But still, like... That's just gonna. I mean, I feel like a lot of people would run into the same confusion. Yeah. Pretty much everybody, unless you don't open, like, unless you decide not to open the mailbox before. Said invisible trigger. Yeah. But again, the way it seems most, like, the majority of people play these kinds of games is like interact with everything all the time.
3: Yeah. What about that final? Well, the hexapal, hexagirl, like, Uh, like the back of the wiring puzzle. Like, I have a bunch of photos on my phone right now of the wiring because changes for each game. Like, it's not a consistent thing. So, I was taking many pictures of my yeah, screen was in order to do, and I always and there was a very specific order. Like Alex will go back to the thing, that's like the last puzzle too, right? Yeah, that finale. And so, I, at that point, I was like, okay, like let's just get this over with. Man. Like I have done this a million times. Yeah. That took so. long. Because the
1: hexapals and the hexagals are like relied on for like the last like fifteen to twenty percent of Act Two. So yeah. it was just like, by the time you get to the last one, you're just like, okay, I'm really freaking over rewiring all these people and yeah. running around and playing harps and d- d- shit. It's yeah. <laughs> just like, <laughs> stop it.
2: I mean, like, using, like, the harp motion to tickle, to tickle the Space Weaver and using yeah. the flashlight motion to bang the drum. Yeah. Like, those which I was just like, I would never have found those. Yeah. Those... Yeah had to use a walkthrough and no shame in it. It was the kind of thing you saw those. that was like, yeah, this is, this is like the rubber chicken with the pulley in monkey. Island, yeah. Right. Where it's just like, Oh, how would sure. I ever? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's,
0: it's just one of those things where like, I feel like the first person who, or like the first, you know, the people who found it naturally without really needing, like without feeling the need to go check a walk, walkthrough are the people who just like either their initial reaction is to like, try everything with everything all the time if yeah. they if they like don't have a solution or that's like their go-to once their like logic has run out and they can't think of a solution that makes perfect sense so they just like it, try to interact with everything which yeah. is a, a salute like an in- instinct that I have and screwed me at a particular point in the game because I had the peach
3: yeah uh, oh yeah
0: and the first thing I did the first thing I did with it was give it to Curtis yeah because yeah. I was like I wonder if we can do this it's like I just try it like, all the time, and so he took it, and then you I had to get go get
2: it later. Yeah. Oh, my God, the Deadeye Guardians, though. Oh, my God, like, the When Druid. you fight them. Yeah, yeah the Dead Eye Druids, yeah. And I was just like,
1: I'm not really
2: blind. It's like, oh, my God, I'm not blind either.
3: <laughs> they were, like, another two of my favorite characters. They yeah. were good. They were pretty funny.
1: I They're not my favorites, but I liked them.
3: Yeah.
1: I just really like Jack Black and Harmy. <laughs>
3: oh, he was so good.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't, that's definitely, like... It took me a minute, like, when I saw Jack Black in the credits, I was mm-hmm. just like, who is Jack Black? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. It could only be Harmony.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, no, he was, he was, I don't know. I'm trying to think, was there any character that, like, wasn't good in at least some way or, like, wasn't entertaining?
1: Yeah, like, the cute son, or fun like, or funny.
0: Like, they didn't, uh, I don't know, they later they were completely flat to me in, uh, in Mariloft. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Like, everybody except the the father and the son were great. Yeah. Um, But they were just, like, super flat. I
2: agree with that. There's one part where the dad's, like, trying to insist, like, oh, it's not a cult. It's just this thing where we give all our money to this guy, and then he just, like, describes it. And, like, Vela's dad's, like, trying to be nice about it. And that was the one time where I was like, oh, yeah, that was good. But, yeah, he's just like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not a cult. He's just this mystical guru to whom we give all of our money in exchange for a place to live in this community of people who follow everything he says <laughs> you know and like it was one thing like that and it was good but yeah it was buried in some menus and it was yeah and again i hadn't
0: even
1: made it that far so. but like no
2: that's actually a really super good point though where i agree like that that one kind of
1: redeeming line is i didn't like the tree sorry Cleo. Right. yeah <laughs> i really could have done without the tree and the vomiting sap all right anyone got any final thoughts final thoughts final call for thoughts <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Last thoughts you will ever yep. have. I mean, it's not like everyone was, by and large, really positive about the game. Even yeah. if everyone had at least one point, yeah. that just kind of devolved into just like, oh my god, I just want the good parts. Yeah. To be Why sure, do you I mean, insist on making me do the bad parts?
0: I, I feel like that is also very true of adventure games in general. Yeah. Like there, I don't think there is a single one that I've played where I haven't gotten so frustrated by a puzzle that I've either quit playing or looked it up. Yeah. Like it's just that, like. Especially again, the like Schaefer, Gilbert, like games that that I've played, they they just get so ridiculous with the with the pairings and and I and like internal logic they come up with for solving puzzles that it just gets insane. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, I think that concludes our episode on Broken Age.
0: And we'll come back next month and join us for um, Majora's Mask. Majora's
2: Mask. Yep. Yeah. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening.